Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. You ever hear someone say um, in a movie or just in, in, I guess in life in general, um, when somebody would say something to the effect of, you don't want me, I'm damaged goods. Or when we would look at someone and say, oh, that's damaged goods. You don't want that. That's damaged goods. Why? Why? What caused that damage, right? Why are those goods so damaged? And why wouldn't I want those goods Or why wouldn't someone want those goods just because they're damaged? Perhaps those goods wouldn't be damaged if we understood it a little bit better. I don't know. This is me spitballing. But I'm telling you, the more I start learning about the brain, the more interested I'm starting to become in myself and my faults. And the damage I've caused in my life and people's lives. You know, I'll be honest. I've never in 20 years almost now dealing with this stuff. I've never once looked up anything to do with the brain. I know that PTSD changes your brain. I've always heard that. Um, You know, I I run in circles with mental health professionals and other people that have done all the research and and I hear them talk and I just know, I know this to be the gospel. Something changes in your brain. Okay. I've known that. And we've talked about there being a complete rewiring of your brain. And that's about as far as it's ever went for me. I'm not a research guy. I'm not a a scientist. I'm not a reader. Yes. I wrote a book, but in, in all honesty, I've only read five books in my entire life. Minus one of them. Um, Jose Canseco during the steroid thing. I read that book. I read a Donnie Brasco book. I read some other cop book. And then I think cat in the hat and that's it. Like I'm serious. I don't, I don't get locked down by books. I just, it's just never been my thing. One, because my attention span is too short, but guess what I've learned recently that might have something to do with trauma as well. Your attention span. I want to read something to you and then I'm going to get into it the best that I, that I know how to. I was Googling how, how does trauma affect the frontal lobe? Because recently I've talked with a couple of people about frontal lobe injuries and uh, trauma. And in summary, this is what it says. And granted, this is off of Google, but it, this can also be backed up through mental health professionals as well. 
The frontal lobe is located on the front of the brain. Go figure. For any of you that are not brain surgeons, the, the frontal lobe is located in the front. Shocker, right? But here, check it out. Trauma or injury to this part of the brain can cause personality and behavior changes. It can cause attention problems. Ding, 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 ding. Language difficulty. Impulsive behavior and inappropriate social behavior. I want you to think about that. Impulsive and inappropriate social behavior, not to mention attention problems. Okay. I'm not saying everybody with attention problems has, has a traumatic injury. Everybody with impulsive or inappropriate behavior has inappropriate, has a frontal lobe injury. But you look at majority of the people in our industry, in the emergency services, in the military that have repeated trauma exposures, I think it'd be fair to say we have frontal lobe issues. And those issues affect certain things of our, certain parts of our brain. I started getting real deep into this thing and I started looking at affirmation. Well, I know there's a brain surgeon or scientist or somebody, I don't think any of them listen to me, but if they come across this, correct me if I'm wrong. But the more that I started reading up on this stuff, the more I realized that a lack of affirmation is a big thing amongst people with trauma to their frontal lobe. Meaning this, a guy like me, I need positive reinforcement in my life. I need affirmation that certain things are good enough and that I'm good enough and that the things that I do are good enough. And when the people closest to me don't see those things and don't verbalize how much they appreciate those things, it sends me on a downward spiral. It makes me feel like I'm not good enough. It makes me feel like what I'm doing is not enough. And one could... Without knowing any of this, let's take a step back. Without knowing any of this, the first thing I would tell you about somebody like that is that that's an extremely insecure individual. Now, I've always prided myself on being a very secure individual with myself. But knowing what I know now, I would appear extremely insecure because I need positive affirmation in my life from the people that I care the most about. Now, I don't give a fuck anybody outside of my really, really small circle. I don't care if, the, if nobody outside of that circle notices anything that I do. But it's very important for me, for the people inside of those circles, to take notice and to appreciate. Why is that? Would I be like this if I didn't have the problems going on inside of my brain that I have? Again, I'm just a kid who barely graduated high school. I don't understand a lot of this stuff, but I'm very intrigued by it. I'm not using what I've been through in life as an excuse. Nor am I excusing what any of you have ever been through as an excuse for your inappropriate behavior as well. Or your outburst. Your social angst. Okay? What I'm trying to say is, Many of us do have issues in our brain that we can't just go in there and fix. I think the only way to fix something you cannot see 
is to get a better understanding of it and why it works the way that it works. And just maybe by understanding how something works, you can work alongside of it a little bit more efficiently. You might not be able to correct it, but understanding why I need to constantly have this positive affirmation in my life. Maybe next time when I'm at that low point where I've just done something really good for my family and they don't notice it, maybe I can stop and say, you know what? It's not that they don't appreciate it. It's just that I need them to see it, to believe it. I need them to verbalize it. And maybe I can say, you know what? Just because they don't say anything right now doesn't mean they don't appreciate that. Why is this so important? I always talk about the divorce rate in our communities and emergency services and and, and the fire service. And when I teach post-traumatic purpose, a lot of that boils down to communication. Well, knowing what I know now, I'm going to have to add a piece of the brain in there now and talk about the brain damage or the damage to our brains that we have that many of us just do not understand. We change over time. Something happens that we don't understand. So how is our family supposed to understand that? I'm going through something right now in my personal life and it's made me take a step back and and really focus on why this is happening. I don't want to approach it with a not give a fuck attitude because I do give a fuck. I give more of a fuck about what I'm going through now than I ever given about anything in my life. And the only way I think to be better for this is to understand it and to not go through it carefree because my brain tells me don't have feelings. My brain tells me don't be emotional. My brain tells me keep your walls up. But I'm not doing that. I want to understand what caused this. And I know that ultimately I caused this. And I caused this by placing false expectations on people that I love. And to make me feel better. And when I speak for me, I know I'm speaking for many of you. And that's the only reason I do this. This is not for any other reason. Because I know what you're going through. I know many of us after you you go out and you work those, you know, double um, fire shifts when we're doing a 48-hour shift. Or you actually have to pull a 72 or, you know, whatever schedule you work. I know what it's like to be a police officer when you got to work off-duty the four days that you're off. You still got to go work off-duty to take care of your family. And then when you come home after you've worked and you've put yourself in harm's way... And it doesn't feel like anybody cares. It's not that they don't. It's just that their brain is probably not like our brain, thank God. And they do appreciate you. They do love you. You're not just a person that is responsible or or, or, or is the person that just keeps the lights on. Because I put all that pressure on me through my personal life. I put the pressure on myself to do really well for my family, but I also put the pressure on them 
to acknowledge that. And that's not fair. That's not fair at all for us to put those pressures on other people. You do things because it's the right thing to do. You don't do things for a trophy. You don't do, you don't get a trophy for being a good father or a good mother or a good husband or a good uh, wife. That's what you're supposed to do. In most marriages, I would think that everything just kind of works smoothly when you have two people who have normal brains, right? And you don't need to walk through the door after just closing the big deal or just keeping your family from um, going bankrupt. You don't need to walk in the door and have your spouse sitting there giving you a cupcake and telling you what a good job you did. But I do think many of us, knowing what I know about the brain now and how damaged it gets over time, this can be a problem. Where we need those words of affirmation. We need to see that you're proud of us because we start doubting ourselves. And I think a part of us starts dying inside. And I know a big part of me over the years just died inside. And I didn't feel good about who I was. And the only time that I really would feel good is when I did really good things for my family. Or I I was able to um, do something that um, you would think would make your people proud. And when they don't express that pride, it it actually takes you to an even lower spot than you've ever been in life. And then you feel like you're constantly trying to dig yourself out of that hole to where they'll be proud of you again. And it just puts false expectations on them and it puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on yourself. I am a buffalo. We talked about that in the last episode. Are you a cow or are you a buffalo? I run head on, head first into every single storm that comes my way. I don't run from them. I've never done that. I've been caught up in some pretty bad ones. But I always face it. And I always try to come out on the other side versus letting the storm just consume me and running with it and getting exhausted. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I explained that. But I also understand by being a buffalo... I got to start doing something to protect myself from these storms. And so do you. And that protection comes in the form of love. That protection comes in the form of self-love. And that when these storms come, if you give yourself some kind of poncho, you don't get as wet, right? Yeah, you're still in a shitty storm, but you are protected to an extent. You know, if you're cold in a storm, the worst thing you can do is get wet because when you get wet in the cold, that that brings on hypothermia. Well, a poncho doesn't seem like much to keep you warm, but when a poncho keeps the rain off of you, it keeps your clothing from getting soaked and it keeps your core temperature from dropping as much. What if that poncho is the self-love when these storms come? What if you break that that thing out and you wear it and you're still miserable? You're still cold, but you're not soaking ass wet. And I think this new journey for me that I'm personally going through, I don't know what it, I don't know what it looks like. I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. And I always tell people to stop, stop focusing so far in the future and focus on right now. What can you do right now to make this day better, to make this five minutes that you're in right now better? And I think that comes in the form of self-love. 
and it comes with understanding. Today I'm happy because I'm happy because I've been reading up on my brain and I realize although this is my responsibility, some of this is outside of my control. The way that I am, some of the things I do, I am responsible for all of it, but some of it is outside of my control and I'm not relinquishing responsibility by any means. But it helps me understand a little bit better like I'm not a bad man, I'm not a bad person. I have a damaged brain and I'm going to do the work that I need to do because I'm a goddamn Buffalo. I'm going to do what I need to do to work alongside of my brain. And I'm going to find the things that I fall short in and I'm going to start working on those things as hard as it may be. I'm going to stop looking within my circle for affirmation for things that I do that are good. Because when that affirmation doesn't come from them, all it's going to do is set me further back. And I'm going to realize, you know what, all the things I have done, those people are proud of me. They do love me. And you need to think like that too. That's a form of self-care, I believe. I'm going to stop putting undue pressure on myself to impress my inner circle. I'm going to stop putting all this pressure on me to be a good man because for a long time I have felt like a bad person. I have felt like a bad human. I do, I do good in life. I try to be a good person, but I haven't been convinced that I'm a good man. You ever hear that thing? What would If you met yourself, what would you think? And I wouldn't like meeting myself. I wouldn't like that. I would like, there there is a fun side to me. I would like to meet that. But the real true me, I wouldn't enjoy meeting myself. And I'm going to change that. And I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to use this next year that I'm going, the stuff that I'm going through, my family's going through, to work on that. I always tell you, you know, I want to be a better friend to people. I got a call from a guy the other day and it, it literally made me cry when I hung up the phone, literally made me cry because of this. He called me to talk to me about what's going on. And then he said something to me. Nobody's ever said to me. He said, I want to do whatever I can do to be a better friend to you. And if you need anything from me, you can call me. You want to hang out? And just sit with somebody and talk. I, I want to do that for you. This man told me he wanted to be a better friend to me. When I'm sitting here thinking, I haven't been a good friend to you. And it made me instantly want to be better to him. And better to other people. You know, at what age. At what age do you knock all the bullshit off, right? I'm a 45. I'm about to be a 45 year old man. The only thing that matters to me is my family. You know, and I have worked my entire life on pushing people away from me because of the way that I am, because something inside my brain has changed. And over the years, I started hating people and I can trace this way back in my life. And I I stopped trusting human beings and I never let people get close to me. Does that sound familiar to any of you? 
And well, I promise you right now, I'm the most alone in my life that I've ever been. And again, this is not a pity party. So please don't, don't take that as, don't take this as that, please. I'm not sitting here reaching out, begging people to message me. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to speak for many of us that are going through these same things and hopefully help have a better understanding of why we are this way, why we go through what we do. It takes effort from us. I think a big part of the way that we are is we just accept it without understanding it. I see I've always accepted who I am as a man. I've always accepted who I am as a person. And that was just it. Well, I'm the way I am. Fuck you if you don't like it. Does that sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. You see, I see people post that all the time. I'm the way I am and I don't change for nobody. You either like me or love me. And they're, they're, what they're broadcasting is, fuck you if you don't like it. Well, that's a problem. I'm not saying you got to go out there and make everybody like you. But if you stop right there and think about what that person's telling you, they're telling you everything I'm saying right now. And I know I don't want to be some 70-year-old man living in the woods by himself. That's not that's not what the, perp, the the point of life is. It's to be happy. And we deserve happiness too. You deserve happiness. <clears throat> but how the hell are you going to be happy in life if you're not happy with yourself? I know so many people right now, they refuse to talk to therapists still. They refuse to open up and accept who they really are. There are people that listen to this podcast. They like the podcast because sometimes it's entertaining. And they think maybe they have an issue, but I'm still not getting help. You're not doing yourself and your family any favors by, by, by doing that. There are people out there who can help you understand who you really are. I, I think that's a, that's a farce too. A lot of us think we know who we are, but we're scared of knowing who we really are. See, I'm not afraid of that. I want to know myself. I want to know what makes me tick. I want to know why I'm this way. Not just fuck it, I'm this way and you can like it or lo- or leave it, right? I want to know why I'm this way so I can be better for it. I'm so intrigued by this brain stuff right now that I don't know, I'm just going to I'm just going to keep trying to learn about it. It scares me though. Because I genuinely, wholeheartedly, and I'm not saying this because of what's going on in my life. <clears throat> I know I, when I got married that I married the best person in the world. I truly felt that way. And my entire time with my spouse was, um, I didn't feel deserving of that. I, I So what I would do... <clears throat> was would I would find ways to push that away from me and that's that self-destructive behavior that we have because something's wrong with you and I'm not saying it in a negative way I'm just saying something needs to be addressed with you but I would push and I would push and I would push and I would find all these excuses and reasons to rather than put this person on a pedestal make them feel like they um They didn't do something right that caused my reaction to this. And that's not fair. And that woman didn't deserve that. 
and I didn't deserve her, to be quite frankly. Now, what am I saying? Will I ever, and I'm speaking for all of us like that go through this, not just everybody listening, this might not pertain to you at all, but I've actually questioned this when I'm, when I'm alone. Do I even deserve a good person in my life? And think about that when you ask that, how crazy that sounds. Sure, we all deserve good people in our life. But I think about it from a different point of view. And that point of view being, I know something's wrong with me. That I'm scared I won't be able to fix because this isn't a broke leg that we're talking about. This is my brain. And why it's this way is because of a whole um, variation of complex issues that I can't just reach in there and fix. And so the last thing I want to do is make another person pay for that. Last thing I want to do is hurt a good person. So that tells me that I just need to distance myself from everybody. And that's not healthy either. We deserve good in our life. And I think the best thing that we can do is genuinely care about who we're becoming and why we've become the way that we've become. And I think that's what helps us in relationships. I mean, not just uh, romantic relationships. I'm talking relationships with people in general. And it scares me when I answer that. Can I ever be good to someone? And it scares me when I don't know the answer to that. You want to say yeah, but you just don't know. How could I possibly ever really be good to someone when I can't even be good to myself? And it has to start there. You have to start learning to be good to yourself by forgiving yourself, by understanding yourself and growing beyond who you are and stop being content with just who you are and how you are and actually work on changing, not because you want to appease other people change because you want to become better for, for who you are. It doesn't always have to be like this. You don't always have to be unhappy and you don't always have to be miserable just because you experienced some bad things in your life. I heard something the other day that, that made me think about this. And it was this guy he said, no one will ever know the violence it took to become this gentle. Then I thought about that for a minute and it made so much sense to me. People can be in the most violent situations in their life. The most violent of men in their life can also turn into the most, the most gentle people you've ever met. Because they understand that there can be two sides of you. You don't always have to be violent. And what do I mean by that? We don't always have to be violent to ourselves. We don't always have to be destructive to ourselves. We can also be gentle and caring and loving to ourselves. But we have to want to make that change. You can't just say that. You genuinely have to believe that and mean that. 
And you have to look at everybody that matters in your life. And when you look at them and you ask yourself, is, does pride keep me from changing? Is pride what's keeping me from being this gentle, compassionate person? Is pride what's making me be this hard, aggressive um, man or woman? Because we're too afraid to not be that because that's what makes us feel protected because that's what that's why I was always the way that I was I always felt like I had to be this big strong tough man to protect myself and the whole time I was just robbing myself of compassion and I was robbing others of compassion and I was robbing of the, the, myself of who I really was and I think that's the lesson we take from today with this brain damaged goods came up with that last night in the middle of my sleep. I just, I was laying there, woke up and I just started thinking about this frontal lobe stuff and brain damage and how I want to understand this more and I want to be better for it. You know, I look at this, this, this opportunity in my life just for another, another challenge to be better. And I need this. In my book, Create Your Own Light, I wrote about this before this time ever came in my life. I wrote something to the extent of your all hard hits are going to always come your way. And how you prepare for those is vital to your success in moving past these hard hits when they do come. You don't just get over a hard hit. And then all of a sudden never expect another one. They're just going to keep coming. So you have to keep preparing. And I'm built for this. It sucks. Emotionally, it sucks. Getting set back in life sucks. Uncertainty in life sucks. But there lies the challenge. There lies the resiliency. There lies an opportunity for you to become a better version of yourself. And so you have to welcome it. You get those intrusive thoughts, those dangerous thoughts, those crazy thoughts that most people would say are insane. But you have to understand that they're just thoughts and you can't put those some of those into actions. You have to protect yourself. You have to surround yourself with people that love you when these times get hard. You need a shoulder to lean on. You need a shoulder to cry on. You need a friend in your life. Stop pushing people away from you. And collect yourself and understand it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to be bottomed out every time something bad comes. Walk outside. Look at the sunshine and say, you know what? At least I get to see this. At least I get to to breathe life today and think of it as an opportunity, whatever you're going through, think of it as an opportunity to become a stronger version of yourself. I hope y'all have a great week. I love y'all immensely. I want to tell you, I just, um, I just booked another date in Fort Worth, Texas and in Jackson, Tennessee. You can go to my website, travishowles.com to check all of my tour dates Tell people about the podcast. Send them to my Instagram. That's how we build this little community. 
I can't say how much I appreciate each and every one of you. All right? Here's a fist bump. Go kick some ass.